Live and local across the city and South Cambridgeshire. This is Cambridge Breakfast. Cambridge 105 Radio. Over the past few days, daffodils have been sprouting right, left and centre and making lovely displays at the side of the road. And that must have come as a relief to my guest this morning, Paul Earnshaw, because he's one of the organisers of the Triplo Daffodil Weekend. So are you relieved then, Paul? <laughs> uh, morning, Linda. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the daffodils is the least of our worry. I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of the things and we have all different varieties. So we've actually had daffodils in flower since New Year's Day. And we'll have wow. them in flower. Yeah, we'll have them in flower through till end of May at least. But the good news for our event is that this uh, little spell of warm weather and the wet has just bought them out and they are looking absolutely fabulous at the moment. They're actually sparkling because it's so, you know, they're so plumped up by the rain. Yeah, yeah, they are absolutely gorgeous. It's such a shame with daffodils. They're so short-lived as well, actually, aren't they? Well, yeah, it depends. I mean, you should get about three to four weeks of flowering out of your average daffodil. Some some will go on for longer than that. Some of the... uh, varieties like uh, King Alfred they'll flower for eight weeks and if you know what you're doing you can plant them so that they all come up in succession and uh, you'll have continuous yellow for three months. Well clearly you know your daffodils there Paul. <laughs> what, <laughs> the weekend is uh, it's run by volunteers and it's to raise funds. What are you fundraising for this year? Um, we're raising money for three charities this year. We're raising it for Magpass, the, which is an air ambulance uh, charity. We're raising it for Tom's Trust, um, which is a childhood support uh, charity. And we're also raising for Cambridge Sustainable Food Network. And those three charities we pick because there's always a connection to the village, to those charities. So one of our guys in the village was uh, taken out on a Magpass air ambulance. And unfortunately, one of the children in, who lived in the village died of a brain tumour, and that is the founder of Tom's Trust. Well, three very, very good charities. We know them well on this station. So uh, great choices there. The Triplo Daffodil Weekend is it's about much more than daffodils, though. So what, what's taking place? What's on the agenda this weekend? Yeah, no, thank you for asking that, because there's lots of people who go, why would I want to go to that? I'm not interested (laughs) in daffodils. And uh, to be honest, an awful lot of our visitors manage to leave the village without actually having looked at a daffodil, because there is just so much going on. Um, It's basically, if you think of a eccentric and traditional village fate, it's that only it's been supersized. Um, It started uh, 54 years ago as a village fete for the traditional reason of raising money for the church roof. And it's just grown like topsy ever since. Um, And now it's a, a vast event for our little village. And you'll see everything that you'd want to see from a traditional English fete. There's um, lots and lots of craft stalls. There's artisan food stalls. There'll be Morris dancers. There'll be live music. There's beer tents. There is uh, blacksmith demonstrations, vintage cars, vintage tractors, Land Rover display, an animal area, country triplo, and so on and so on and so on. People struggle to get round the whole thing in a day. And do all the local organisations get together, like the Women's Institute and the Gardening Society? Do they all kind of get together and put on shows and things? 
Oh, yes. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I, I sort of almost think that by the end of the weekend, I've kind of broken the village because <laughs> everyone in the village is involved in doing it. There's only 350 of us in the village um, who put this event on and we'll be welcoming over 12,000 visitors over the course of the weekend. And everyone is frantically baking at the moment, making cakes. Everyone works in the tea rooms, you know, the local history society open up the smithy. And it's it's actually really, really good for a sense of community to bring the village together because we all have to muck in and actually get involved in it. Um, the slight downside of that, though, is that in the weeks leading up to the Daffodil Weekend, no one in the village will make eye contact with me because they know <laughs> they're going to get given a job to do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm watching a slideshow of photographs right at the moment on your website, which is triplodaffodils.org.uk, if anyone's interested in going there. And I'm seeing maples and all sorts of things going on. It looks like an awful lot of fun. Can anyone take part in those? Well, yes, everyone can get involved. I mean, we have the um, country triplo, we have a dog show and there's all the usual uh, sort of dog things we do there. You know, you can bring your dog along and have it judged as to which dog has the waggiest tail. People seem to love getting involved in the horse and cart rides that we run through the village. And there's just so much going on for everyone. There's a whole section um, which we call children's triplo, which we've strategically uh, placed um, near the beer tent. So what happens is the children can go and watch traditional old sort of 1950s sort of Punch and Judy displays and hook a duck and things like that whilst the uh, the mums and dads can uh, nip over to the beer tent quickly and uh, take part in that. Oh, it sounds just amazing. It sounds fantastic. And you were talking about that dog, dog show. I was looking at that last night, actually, and I thought some of the, the prizes that you can get, one of them, I think it ended up with the dog that the judge wants to take home with them. I thought that was a great prize. <laughs> it, it's very like that. It's sort of... The vibe of it is let's go back to a kinder, more gentle age, 1950s, where everyone looks after everyone else. And that's what it's all about. It's um, it's a very friendly village. We want our visitors to have a good time when they come to see us. It's a great opportunity to share how lucky we are. And then if we can make some money for charity on top of doing all of that, we've got a good result. Even better. Now, let's talk about the logistics. If you arrive by car, What's the situation there? Is, is there any parking? Okay, so yes, we have fields covered, um, which are set up as our car parks. It's going to be a bit soggy this weekend. So we, we're very pleased that we should be okay. But we have actually got um, a um, vintage Land Rover display and we've already got them warned, warmed up and ready to sort of say, look, if somebody gets stuck, we've got hundreds of Land Rovers ready to pull them out. The event itself is a ticket only, so you need to go online to buy the tickets. Because we've become so popular now, we have to control the number of visitors coming in. Otherwise, we'll be swamped and our insurance will be invalidated. So if you are going to come and see us, please go online and buy a ticket there. We are probably going to sell out uh, on both days at the rate we're going at at the moment. And then the best way into the village, um, we have to marshal all the traffic. So it's come along the 505, head towards Duxford Air Museum, and you'll pick up all the signs there and you'll be shepherded into the village that way. 
Fantastic. Is there any public transport that people can take to get there as well? Yes, the the 31 bus will stop at the edge of the village and you'll have to walk in from there if you're coming in that way. This sounds like a, a fantastic event, actually, Paul. I'd love to come along. I think I'll be after my ticket very shortly. <laughs> What's the weather looking like this weekend? Have you checked oh, it out? <laughs> oh, have we checked it out? We sit there looking at all the weather <laughs> minute every by day. minute. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit tired actually. I must admit it today because we've had the marquees put up at the weekend last weekend, and one of them uh, slipped its moorings last night. So two o'clock in the morning, I was on the cricket pitch trying to work out what to do about this marquee. We've got it mended, we've got it back nailed down, and everything's all fine again. But uh, yeah, if you're coming along, you're going to have to wrap up warm and be ready to uh, brave a few showers and wear some wellies but um it'll go ahead we've had events um our 50th daffodil weekend we actually held uh when the beast from the east was here oh, and that oh, was held yeah, yeah I, that was fun because the ground was just covered in snow and uh, it, it it was quite challenging to do it but gloriously british in how everyone was just determined to have a good time <laughs> Won't be like that this weekend. It'll be just sharp showers every now and then, and you'll have a great time. Fantastic. It's been great talking to you this morning, Paul, and hearing all about the Triplo Daffodil Festival. Just to remind everybody, the website is triplodaffodils.org. But if you just go onto Google and um, Google Triplo and Daffodils, you'll get through to our website. Please make sure you buy the tickets from the website and not from anywhere else. Yeah, do be careful of that because that kind of thing is rife at the moment, people flogging tickets that are not real. It's been great speaking to you this morning, Paul, and I hope it goes extremely well. Another big success for you. Thank you very much, Paul. Cambridge 105 Radio.